Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I hope that you've had an opportunity to get out and work with your dog, and if you've not, I hope that you are planning on doing that soon. Your dog needs you. They need you to teach them how you want them to act in certain situations, and the more that you train them, the more places you can take them. So we want to continue our conversation about uh, different groups of dogs and breeds, and so this week we are going to be talking about our sporting and non-sporting breeds. Now, there are quite a few uh, that are popular around here, so we really want to help you understand um, that if you're looking at one of these dogs, I want you to understand how much work they really need uh, because there is a big difference between your sporting and your non-sporting. Let's start with our non-sporting breeds today. Uh, You know, these guys basically don't fit in any other category. Uh, They're not terriers. Um, You know, they're not working dogs, they are just there. It doesn't mean that they don't have um, a purpose, and it could be that they were bred with a purpose, but they don't really fit in a lot of the categories right now. Um, So, and you know, you may see these guys change and and move into other categories as um, we change our uses for them. Uh, So let's just talk about a few of the breeds. your non-sporting breeds are going to have everything from small to large to medium. Uh, it's just all over the place. But some of the most popular um, is to start out with is the Bichon Frise. Now, the Bichon, you probably have seen it. Nice, big, puffy head, uh, kind of like a cotton ball on top of his head. Uh, these guys are just full of personality. And they're really not really meant to do anything but just have that personality. Uh, be a fun companion. They're... Uh, very playful and curious and 
uh, just really outgoing dogs. So there's not a lot that you can, you know, go wrong with. Uh, I would think that the biggest problem you may run into with these dogs is that you're not socializing properly or getting them around other dogs because they tend to be small puppies. Uh, but just like any dog, regardless of size, regardless of personality, they need to have socialization with dogs and people. And it needs to be a constant thing, uh, especially when they are young puppies and you just bring them into your home. Uh, another one that we see a lot of is the Boston Terrier. Now these guys I consider high arousal breeds. They're four-legged Ferraris. They go zero to 60 very quickly. They may be small, uh, but they are horses. Uh, they're really uh, kind of known as the American gentleman. Uh, for me, I just see them balls to the walls are just very bright. They're amusing. Uh, they're very friendly. Again, they need to be socialized so that they learn how to control that energy when playing and control uh, the behavior, as well as being able to read other dog signals when they're saying that they're not in the mood to play or don't want to play the way the Boston is trying to play. Uh, another one is a bulldog. We see a lot of the bulldogs. And we're talking about the small, squatty, smushed face, hoss of a dog, bulldog. Uh, these guys actually were uh, created in, in kind of the 13th century England. And they were actually used for the sport of bull baiting. Uh, and it was a sport and it's, it was a blood sport. And once that became illegal, uh, I don't think they really were used very often. And that's when they started breeding more of your... Uh, you know, Staffordshire Terriers, uh, known as kind of your pit bulls, for uh, dog fighting underground. So the Bulldog actually was started out used as a sporting dog. Um, obviously, we don't do that anymore. Um, you know, it, they're not used for that anymore. So they're basically just a very friendly, courageous, typically a calm dog. Um, I do think that they can go 0 to 60 very quickly uh, with their arousal level, not so much physical energy, but just that inner energy in their impulses. Uh, the Coton de Tullier, uh, these guys, we're starting to see more and more. Uh, many of you may look at them and think they're just a larger version of a Maltese uh, when they kind of look a little bit similar to that. Uh, these guys were actually created just to be lap dogs. Uh, they were known as the Royal Dog of Madagascar. Uh, they are really charming and bright. They're pretty much happy-go-lucky. Uh, so you want to make sure that you harness that and socialize the dog and teach them how to be with people and how to have that self-control with people. Um, I have to say, I love the little Cotons. I think they're just precious. And we're seeing more and more of these guys. Oh, the French Bulldog. The French Bulldog uh, was actually made from kind of the Bulldog uh, generation. Uh, these guys are very well known for their bat ears. And... I do consider them a high arousal breed. I think they go zero to 60 very quickly, uh, but they're very playful. They're super smart and they're very adaptable. Uh, you know, they could live in the country, they can live in the city, whatever you want to do, these guys are pretty much going to go along with it. Um, again, they just need that socialization like every breed really does, but uh, you want to keep these guys uh, really being that personality that, that they kind of come with. Another one we're not seeing as often these days is the Alasa Apsa. These guys have a lot of hair. Uh, they're very confident and smart, um, and they're comical. 
you just don't get a lot of that uh, personality um, if you don't own one because as much as they love to be a comedian with their family, they're pretty aloof to strangers. Um, they're actually like a thousand-year-old breed, so they've been around quite some time. Uh, so if you have a dog, if you have a Lhasa Apsa and they're a little aloof to strangers, don't panic. Uh, that's part of their breed. Uh, you know, it's okay to not want to be up in strangers' faces or in their laps as long as they learn how to walk away or just be well-mannered around strangers. You don't need to change that. Now, we're going to talk about the poodle, and, and I'm going to focus on the standard poodle here. Uh, with your standard poodle, they are very active. This is a very proud uh, breed and they are absolutely one of the smartest breeds out there which is probably why you're seeing them mixed with so many other dogs it's why we're getting the labradoodles and the golden doodles and uh, and really doing a lot of mix with the poodles uh, poodles were actually um, basically bred to be a duck hunter uh, so you know we may see them today as a pretty dog and they just phenomenal haircuts uh, they were actually originated as a duck hunter more than 400 years ago. And uh, something I didn't know, uh, that their coat is um, actually has a practical purpose for the way that they do the grooming. And, I mean, I knew there was, I knew it was there. Uh, I just didn't know exactly what it was when I was doing my, my research. Hunters, when they were hunting their duck dogs, they wanted to give them free range of movement while in the water. So all of that hair would be a little tough. Uh, but they also wanted to protect the vital areas um, from the cold. And so they would, you know, trim that hair up and leave just tufts of hair around the legs and the hips and the tail, which are actually called pom-pons. Not pom-poms, not like cheerleaders have, but pom-pons with an N. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Uh, obviously, we don't see poodles as duck hunters much anymore. I have seen a few in search and rescue, uh, which is fantastic uh, because they are a very smart breed and they do have a lot of energy. So I encourage if you have a poodle, remember that that's where they came from um, and they're still going to need some of that exercise and maybe even a, a, an opportunity to hunt a little bit uh, by doing some enrichment um, exercises and you can always go back and listen to our episode on enrichment uh, to get some new ideas for that. All right so now there are obviously a lot more non-sporting breeds but I just kind of hit some of the most popular. Uh, I want to go into the sporting breed. Uh, your sporting breed these guys are naturally active. Uh, they're very alert. They are very well-rounded dogs. Um, they are great in water and woods. Um, they need serious exercise. Uh, it needs to be invigorating, it needs to be stimulation mentally and physically. Um, and if you don't have the time for these dogs, then you definitely want to probably look somewhere else. And you're gonna, there's going to be a couple of regular, very popular dogs in here um, that um, are maybe not meeting or getting all their needs met on a regular basis. Um, but you'll see as we go through the list, some of these dogs have been bred so much that a lot of their breed characteristics... Uh, they're just a little bit more buried than they were in the earlier days. So when we're talking about the sporting breeds, I want to start out with the Chesapeake Bay Retriever. I think these dogs are just gorgeous dogs. Um, they are used more for hunting these days, I think, um, especially probably up um, in the northern areas, uh, northeastern areas. 
but they are very affectionate. They're super bright, and their coat is actually waterproof, um, so it make, they make great water dogs. Um, they are kind of probably your number one duck dog. Now, I'm just saying that I am not a duck hunter. I am not a hunter at all, but uh, from the research, I'm seeing uh, duck it's, it's probably the number one duck dog. Um, I don't see as many around here, uh, but they are a beautiful, beautiful uh, breed, and they're mostly in a chocolate color. Um, I don't think they come in, in many other colors, if at all. Uh, again, I'm not as familiar with them um, as far as uh, the different colors and things of that. I'm more just understanding the personality and what their needs are. Your Cocker Spaniel, uh, and this is going to be your American and your English Cocker Spaniel. Um, these guys used to be super popular, and I think we just kind of overbred them, and we ruined them a little bit. And you don't see very many um, anymore. And if you do, you see a lot of them that are coming out of rescue. Uh, and they're not, they're not the dogs that they should be. Uh, Cocker Spaniels are very gentle. Uh, they are, you know, all around companions. They're very happy, responsive, and energetic. I see a lot that are not living up to that uh, just be based on the breed. But if we can get back to breeding a good um, standard of the Cocker Spaniel, I think that, that they could be amazing dogs for families um, because they are just a very uh, well-rounded companion. Uh, your German Short Hair Pointer. Um, I do see quite a few of these, and they are beautiful dogs, and they're very friendly very smart. Uh, they are willing to please, but they are very energetic. Uh, they are hunting dogs, so you have to be prepared to get them out, get them in the woods, uh, stimulate their brain, give them physical exercise, but don't think you're going to wear these dogs out. Uh, you're not going to wear these physically active dogs out. All you're going to do is increase their stamina if all you're focusing on is physical exercise. So if you're only focusing on going out and throwing the ball 180 times to wear your dog out, that is not going to uh, satisfy them, and you're still going to run into some problems. You've really got to get them using that brain. Um, obviously, you have the Golden Retriever, you know, very popular dog. Uh, you see them a lot. Uh, they were um, also a gun dog. Uh, they were made at a, as a Scottish gun dog. Um, obviously, we don't really use them very much for hunting. I don't see a lot of hunting dogs anymore as far as Golden Retrievers. Uh, I mostly see them in the Labrador Retrievers. Um, so I think just with the coat difference, it would probably make it a little bit easier to hunt uh, with a Labrador. And I do see Labrador Retrievers hunting as duck hunters, um, and they do a really good job at it. Uh, the thing with the Goldens and the Labs is if you're not going to hunt them, there's still a lot of things you can do. Search and rescue, therapy work, agility. There's so many things you can do with these guys. They're super popular. They're very friendly and outgoing. So if you have one that's a little shy, a little nervous, just know that that's not the normal breed standard and that we need to look at that. And behaviorally, we need to help that dog uh, because that is not what their genetics are supposed to look like. Um, another one I'm seeing a lot of lately is the Vizsla. Uh, these guys are just gorgeous dogs, uh, but they are not for everyone. Um, they are very energetic. Uh, they were also a gun dog, and they were built for long days of hunting. So if you don't have the energy or the time uh, to get these dogs out and, and you know, stimulate, stimulating their brain and stimulating them physically, as much as you think that you love them and how pretty they are, they still may not be the right dog for you. You may just need to enjoy them from afar. Um, they were actually uh, 
Hungarian hunters, and, and that's kind of where they come from. So they're not as popular in the United States. I mean, we're starting to see them. I've, I've been seeing them for quite some time, but I'm starting to see a little bit more and more. I don't think people know exactly what they're getting, uh, and I see a lot of people get really frustrated during training with these guys because they are meant to have that tenacity, and they will absolutely keep going when you are ready to quit. So you've got to make sure that you're prepared mentally and physically for that dog. Another popular breed that was made popular uh, probably a decade ago uh, is the Weimaraner, uh, kind of known as the as Germany's Grey Ghost. These dogs are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, the problem is, is that I'm not seeing any of them um, giving me the personality that they should be giving, uh, which is friendly, fearless, obedient. Um, unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot that are very fearful, don't have a lot of confidence. Um, I think that the breeding has just really gone downhill on this on the Weimaraner. And we have to be very careful if you're looking at a Weimaraner to know that you are also getting, um, you know, a hunting dog that is going to, to need to get out and do things. And make sure that you socialize and get that dog, um, you know, the need of playing with others, uh, like himself or with smaller dogs or larger dogs and getting around different people. It's very important to make sure that we keep them because here's the thing. You can have a dog whose genetics say that I'm friendly, but if you don't get them out and socialize, then you're not building off of that natural um, gene that they have to be friendly. So a lot of this plays on you too. You know, you guys have a responsibility to to meet your dog's needs and understand what that looks like and what those genetics look like. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about, which they're not as popular, but I am starting to see a few more, is the wire-haired pointing Griffon. Again, they look like um, a wire-haired, um, oh, I've just lost my train of thought on that, um, a wire-haired German Shared Pointer, but they are not because that is a different breed. Your wire-haired German short-haired pointer. You're still looking at a supreme gun dog. You're looking at a dog that's very friendly, devoted, very trainable. Uh, these guys are low shedding, which uh, can be really nice for a lot of people. Uh, so again, you know, when you look at these dogs, we tend to look as humans, we really do shop with our eyes. Uh, just like if you look at a dog food bag, um, what is presented on that bag is is all for the human eye, for you to want to buy that because of how it looks. And when you look at these dogs, we look at their face and we look at the cuteness and, and we think, oh, we really want one of those dogs. The problem is, is that we don't do our research and we don't look at what they really need and we don't look to see if it really fits our lifestyle and fits our family and what our family is looking for. So I really encourage you to do your research if you're looking at a dog that may be mixed with one of these breeds, uh, sporting or non-sporting, or if you're looking to uh, purchase a full, um, you know, bred dog, it's, it's something that you have to make a decision on by doing your research first and not just going by the way that you like the look. Uh, it's not fair to the dog. It's not fair to the family. Um, and it's going to be frustrating when that dog is not meeting the needs that, that you've put out there um, but not looking at the needs of the dog. Uh, so that is our um, session this week in our episode this week, just talking about the sporting and non-sporting breeds. I mean, I I love all these dogs, and, and I love a lot of these dogs in the sporting group. Um, I just know that these days I don't have the time to work them. 
Um, I used to do my search and rescue and recovery and and you know I used Rottweilers but we saw a lot of the golden retrievers a lot of Labradors. Um, I actually saw some of the non-sporting breeds. I, I saw some poodles do some search and rescue work. Um, Weimaraners, uh, Vizlas, you know we've seen all of these guys in the working area but not everybody has time to do that. So again, just look and see what your lifestyle is like and see if one of these dogs are going to fit in that. Don't just go by the looks. All right, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope you're enjoying these episodes for this month. Uh, we have a lot of new things coming up, um, some exciting things coming up. Uh, we really hope that you guys will share our podcast. Um, our goal is to reach 20,000 downloads uh, by the end of the month. Um, we are probably about 6,000 shy, so if you guys can... Uh, really start sharing this and pushing it. It would be great. And if you're listening to this anywhere where you can leave a review, please leave a review because it helps others find our podcast. Um, if we can start to reach more people, we are looking at putting together a separate little area for members to look at learning um, some of the things on video that we've talked about in the episodes, like teaching place or working on recall, teaching stay, and putting a few of these little instructional videos together. So help us out, um, share the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And then leave a review if wherever you're listening, you can do that. We appreciate you. Hope you, that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week.